Hello and welcome back to Bat Books for Beginners. This is a segment where we review a particular Batman trade paperback and I, with my limited experience, give my general opinion of it. Today we're looking at Batman and the Monster Men and this is the first part of Matt Wagner's two-part Dark Moon Rising series which are expanded and modernised versions of earlier Batman stories. Matt Wagner is responsible for the story and are in this book and other Batman books he's worked on include Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Trinity, Batman Faces, which was serialised in Legends of the Dark Knight, Batman Riddler, and Batman and the Mad Monk, the sequel to this book, which I'll be doing next time. So sit back, relax, as I review Batman and the Monster Men. Taste of your own medicine, Doctor. What have you been doing here? We begin the story seeing Batman attacking a bunch of Moroni's goons at Gotham Docks. We understand Batman has been working to ensure Moroni's drug shipments don't reach their destinations. Next, we head to a charity event and meet Norman Madison, head of Madison Industries, who has dealt with Sal Moroni in the past and whose company is under financial trouble. Julie Madison, his daughter, also makes an appearance at the event and she reveals that she is dating Bruce Wayne. Professor Strange is also at this event, discussing his dreams of genetic manipulation. Professor Strange makes a deal with Moroni to obtain the funding he sorely needs to continue his projects. As he leaves the charity ball, Strange kidnaps two party guests who insulted him with the help of his aide, Sanjay. They are both left in Strange's basement and are brutally murdered. Some body parts are pulled out of the sewer, drawing Batman onto the case. Norman Madison is forced to loan money from the menacing Moroni, leading him to begin drinking, a problem which is apparent as the book progresses. After Moroni's goons threaten Strange into paying up, Strange sends his mysterious force to attack one of Moroni's offshore poker games, instantly giving him enough money to pay back his loans. Batman surveys the carnage left by Strange's monster men. He visits Moroni during the night while he hides out at Carmine Falcone's home. Moroni reveals his suspicions of Strange, leading Batman to investigate. Meanwhile, Madison fears for his daughter's safety after Moroni's thugs threaten Norman and Julie. Batman finds Strange's lab and infiltrates his lair. However, he is overpowered by Sanjay and Strange and thrown into the Monster Men's pit. Batman then uses all his ingenuity and gadgets to escape from the men through the drain to the sewer, impressing Strange in the process. Norman then confesses his dire situation to Julie and tells her to flee to a safe place. She promptly dashes to Wayne Manor and informs Bruce of the situation. Bruce drugs her leaves her with Alfred and heads out to conduct his business as Batman, knowing that she is safe. Strange unleashes his monster army upon Moroni at Falcone's safe house. Norman Madison is at this safe house discussing the terms of his deal with Moroni when the monster men attack. Batman again intervenes and uses his gadgets to stop the monster men in their stride. Then he warns Norman to leave. Batman saves Moroni on the roof and defeats the final monster man. Strange flees the premises. Batman then threatens Moroni, telling him that he must leave Norman Madison alone, and later tells Julie when he returns home that his father is safe. The book closes with Norman Madison seeming terrified 
that Batman knew his name. Look, Master Wayne, the guests will be arriving. Keep them happy until I arrive. Tell them that joke, you know. Now, this book has good and bad points, but is mostly an interesting modern take on a story which seems quite classic Batman in its nature. I felt the introduction of Strange was an excellent deception, leading us to thinking we were looking at Batman. We simply see a, a silhouette with a monologue going on in the background saying things like, I am a product of this city, and mentioning early childhood trauma. So instantly we think, right, this is Batman. But we eventually see that this is the midget, Professor Strange, and not Batman. It made me realise that in a typical Batman book, I almost always expect a brief Batman introduction with those sort of lines about his parents' death. But Wagner's shown here how it's not necessary and how perhaps he's become a bit tired of every Batman book. Within the first ten pages, there'll be a couple of lines about how Batman became Batman. Do we really need it? Surely everyone who's reading these books knows how it happened. It was a good idea to see more of Moroni, as we mostly see him as a brute in other books, and I felt this was an opportunity for Wagner to flesh out Moroni a bit, but we didn't learn much new about him after all, or who he is, or what he's all about, which is a bit of a shame because I think there's potential there. The Batmobile was an exciting concept and looked for cross between the Nolan and Burton vehicle, depending from what angle you're looking at, it could be a tank or it could be a sleek Burton car, so very interesting there. Uh, the book is gruesome at some points, but at others leaves it to your imagination, such as when Batman drags a thug into the dark corner of a room to interrogate him, and we just see the screams. It's very cinematic in nature, and I think it works pretty well. It's good work, Mr. Wagner. And Wagner's art style is well suited for this story, as the characters perfectly express themselves without the need for lines explaining their emotions. It was very similar simplistic artwork like year one and it reminded me of long halloween as well making me think that all these books around the dark knight's early career have a similar style of art generally there were lots of silhouettes used throughout the book as well and it's clearly a technique wagner enjoys using and i thought it worked fairly well in conclusion i feel that this book was good however it wasn't stimulating or gripping and i never was really into or enjoying the story and I think it may have been because of Strange being quite a dull villain, and the Monster Men themselves being very one-dimensional and a bit too over-the-top. However, the artwork and character development raises the mark of the book in my eyes. I give the book 3 out of 5 Batarangs. I really like Wagner's work, and I have a feeling he can do a lot better than this, and this book sadly just felt distinctly average. Just a couple of interesting notes is that Batman and the Monster Men is developed from an early Hugo Strange story from Batman number one. Julie Madison, historically Bruce Wayne's love interest in the early comics, is reintroduced in this series. Madison has not been seen as a regular supporting cast member since 1941 in Detective Comics number 49. You're one of those who just can't get enough of Batman. Help is here. Next, I'll be reviewing Wagner's sequel, Batman and the Mad Monk. 
part of the Dark Moon Rising series. I'm hoping for it to be a bit better, as I feel the Monster Men showed signs of promise which never came to fruition. So I hope that Mad Monk can get that potential and make sure it does a really good job. I will be posting the next bunch of books on the reading list section of the forums, so if you're still keeping up with me, the next group of books will be up there soon. On the forums, I've got polls for you to vote for the books. Did you agree with me? Did you not agree with me? You know how it works, as well as the ability for you to leave your comments on how this segment's working and what you thought of particular books. So that's BBFB for this time. I've been Nick, and now it's back to Dustin and the guys. Bye. <laughs>